You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? It's going very well, thanks. And I just want to say, you know, um, a lot of people for years have been asking us to bring back, you know, one person, and we, we finally made it happen. So carry on, Rich. Absolutely. And of course, we're talking about Mr. Charles Singletary. How's it going, Mr. Singletary? What's going on, man? And, and and should I be concerned? Is that one troll the person that's been asking for me to come back? <laughs> Wait, I can't which, even remember his that, name anymore. Which the, troll the guy are you that referring always, to? Like we've had a the one that I did the versus episode with. Oh, other yeah. thing, yeah, he's gone. He hasn't. Gone yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that's who was asking for me to come back, man. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's been all the good people who support us so yeah it's good uh, to... well, I, I appreciate it man thank y'all for having me yeah good oh, yeah, to finally have you back oh yeah absolutely definitely and um like I said ho- ho- hopefully I sound clear just so people if you wonder later I'm actually not home right now I'm recording from a remote location so um <laughs> yeah so if, if, if you if you do hear any sound issues Make sure that you blame Gary for this. Just just for this week, you know. <laughs> I can oh, get behind that. It's always my fault. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, we do have a couple of topics to get into this week. But before we do any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, Charles, I'm going to go to you first. How about you let us know what you've been playing? Uh, well, currently, and thankfully today I can actually talk about it. I'm currently playing Just Cause 4. Um I've I've played that series a little bit, but I've never really dug into it. But I'm playing it for for, for review purposes now, so uh, I've got to dig all the way in, and I'm enjoying it so far. But playing that, um, I've been playing a lot of. Um, well, I've been playing a very little bit of Red Dead Online, um, and a little bit of Fallout seventy six, but mostly Battlefield five actually. Uh, Battlefield 5 and Total War Warhammer 2, which that came out a while back, but I got a code for like all of its content and I wanted to play it and I'm addicted to it. But that and Battlefield 5 are like my main two things that I've been playing. Oh, I, I had a quick question about Battlefield because uh, it seems like the, I, I see a lot of negative like headlines about it. Like it's, it's they've been saying that it's selling significantly lower than Battlefield 1 did and everything. Like, is this game, like, does it hold hold up to the Battlefield standard, or is, has it been a decline, in your opinion? I'll be honest, I don't know what standard Battlefield 1 set, because I didn't get into it at launch. Uh, it was just a series of events that just it slipped by, it came out at a really uh, busy time for me, so I never got to play it. I bought it later, but I still didn't really get to dig into it. So my last actual experience was Battlefield 4 which is what I had in mind going into 
this. And for me, it is delivering well beyond uh, my expectations. Um, you know, the typical quality sound design is there. They're improving the UI a bit. It has some issues, but um, playing with my friends is wonderful. The maps are wonderful. I, I already had kind of fallen in love with them, looking at them pre-launch and now jumping into it. Um, I'm enjoying them a great deal. It's not as many maps as Battlefield 1, I don't believe, at launch, but it's only one fewer than Battlefield 4 at launch. And then uh, next week, we actually get a new map. And then, you know, they're doing that whole um, uh, the rollout. Uh, I can't remember what it's called at this time, but they, they've got this rollout. They eliminated premium. And every bit of content that comes out to this game goes to every single owner of the game, which I think I think a lot of people are kind of not talking about that enough. But, you know, people are disappointed because they didn't get the Battle Royale mode and stuff. But I'm actually enjoying it beyond that. That comes out in March. But I am I'm loving it a whole lot. Uh, it has some issues, like some glitches and stuff. Um, nothing game breaking that I've encountered yet, but I like it a whole lot. And if if it's selling uh, poorly, I hope it's not so bad that they just have to scrap it because they have a really, really good foundation to build on for the long term. They really do. Interesting. Yeah, I, I might have to consider getting that game at some point. Uh, maybe when the Battle Royale comes out. <laughs> All right. If you do, if you get it on PC, man, let me know. I, I run with uh, a consistent squad of people. It's like seven or eight of us rotating in and out, and then I've got a coworker that plays with a good group of people. So we're gonna be playing it for a long time. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it for sure. Well, I, I, I definitely want to thank you for uh, that overview because the game is actually on sale now here at Best Buy. Um. I only seen the mm. console console version. I don't know if the PC is included in that. That's it's not. The PC version is not, but the, the console version I think is twenty nine ninety nine right now. Yes, yes, that's correct. All right, so I may I may have to check that out until I can upgrade to a PC like uh the rest of you gentlemen. So, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to do that for like years, man. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I I spoke with uh our, our very good friend David earlier because he told me that he is now playing uh, Mutant Year Zero um, on PC, and I told him that is the game that's going to make me feel like, okay, yeah, I need to get a PC because that is a game I, I saw that game when it was at GDC for the first time, and it's not coming to console. The console codes will not be available until launch. So, yeah, that's yep, it. I yep, have to that's get a PC. Unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing... I'm not reviewing that, but I've... Uh... I've got a copy of that too. And the only reason I'm not playing it is because I have other responsibilities. That game <laughs> was top five, my most anticipated games of the year. So as soon as I'm done with these reviews that I've got on my plate, I'm going straight into that one. Oh, yes. Hey, that sounds good. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Word. All right. So how about you, Gary? What have you been playing? <laughs> oh man, it's been a busy week, so uh, you already know, Rich. I've only been playing Overwatch, so. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I've been waiting to try the, try out this Red Dead Online, but I didn't actually get around to. Well, I I think I could only get into it today anyway because I got it. I got the game kind of late, like start of November. So I think I could only play it today anyway. So maybe after this, I might give it a try if I'm not too tired. But um, I still haven't beat the the, the story mode yet. I'm uh, I'm on chapter five, so I'm near the end now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in the jungle chapter. Mm. Um, so I think that's kind of close to the end. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty much it. Just Overwatch. Has Rich played Red Dead? Has he finished it? Uh, I I unfortunately have not finished it. So I I you know I I've, I've had a very um I want to say I made some bad choices in 2018. I haven't finished Red Dead yet. <laughs> I, I haven't even finished God of War yet. So I have to try and finish both of these games before the year is over because uh, I know they're going to be in the discussion for game of the year. Um, well, don't feel so bad. I haven't started God of War. I haven't started <laughs> Spider Man. So oh oh, I'm and, not, see, I'm not the only one. That's good. I haven't started. Yeah, I, I haven't touched. Yeah, I haven't touched either one. And it's just with so many games that come out in the year. There are certain games where I'm like, I I can't rush to play them because if I do, whatever little bit of free time that I have is going to be gone. So those two being single player experiences focused and me having, you know, other games that I definitely want to play ahead of it. It was I was like, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Grab it on a discount. I'll, I'll be OK. Uh, I won't be able to contribute to the conversation as far as you know game of the year for those two items but there are a lot of games that i've played that other people on my staff have not played um so i'll be able to contribute in that way shoot i haven't even played forza horizon 4 yet which i think is going to be a big title in the game of the year conversation uh so i gotta work on that too yeah yeah well well i i do want to say make sure you play uh forza horizon because uh if not then a, a fellow by the name of Other Zinc will be coming after you. Um, so we, 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 we know we know that for for a fact. Yeah. I really wonder what that dude is doing with his life now. Like, what what forum has he found to troll? <laughs> now Xbox. I'm really glad he doesn't know. Where I work. Yeah, you said Xbox.com. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Xbox forums official. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's possible. That's uh, I feel possible. for them if that's the case. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, so as for what I have been playing, um, there's only really one game that I did get a chance to spend some time with this weekend. I have to say that uh, I like uh, some of the new direction that the series is taking, but this game has some issues, and that game of is, is of course, Darksiders 3. Um I didn't didn't really get a chance to get into this series until uh, you know uh, I think it was about a year or two after the first game came out. I know David Jagno had recommended I play this game, and so I have I have been playing the game. I've also been talking with him, you know, because I know he's also been playing the game. He actually reviewed the game. I still am planning to write up some thoughts on the game as well. But what I can say is that I I, I do I am glad to see that it's back. I, I'm hoping that. Um, they're going to continue the series onward. I know that THQ Nordic did say they want to do like another game in the series, but I guess it all depends on how well this one does. But then again, it may, that might, might not be a factor because I know THQ Nordic, they bought up a whole bunch of studios and they're working on a lot of different games. So um, 
We'll see. But the game in and of itself, the hack and slash combat is is great. When you start to unlock the hollows in the game, that stuff is great. The only issue that I have with the game, and I don't really know if this is an issue specifically for consoles, is that there's a lot of glitches. Um, it's quite, it's not quite as as polished. Uh, and when I did play it, I, I must admit that I played it a little bit earlier, so that was before there was a patch update. So I'm not sure if the patch fixed a whole bunch of that stuff because I haven't gone back to it yet uh, this week. But um, when I did play it, I did notice that there were some issues with with, with that types of with that type of stuff, and that was a little disappointing because it felt like it maybe needed a little bit more polish. They could have pushed this out. Plus, also the fact that they released it in November where there was a whole bunch of other games that just came out in October and of course there was some stuff that also came out this month so I wish they had released it at another time where it would get more attention but I understand they decided they need to get it done and finished so it's totally fine um, but um, I have to say the concept I, I still am very curious to see where they take the series next I like the fact that they had the seven deadly sins that you had to fight in the game. I thought that was an excellent concept, although the execution's not quite as good as it could have been. Um, I still, you know, I'm still looking forward to seeing what they do with this series moving forward. I am glad to see it back. Hopefully it does well enough to warrant some sequels. Um, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, for, for now though, I have to say a little disappointing, but still not as bad as some other stuff that I've played. So I have to give them a little bit of credit. Yeah, I've I've seen the reception to that game has kind of been a little middling. Basically, fans of the series aren't super disappointed with it, but you know it was kind of underwhelming, and that's unfortunate because people were really excited. This it's not a series I've gotten into yet. I own the first two in their remastered forms, and I plan to play them, but I haven't. You know, I won't be touching three probably for another year plus. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Um, yeah. The, the games are pretty lengthy too, so it's going to take a little bit of time. But it, it's worth checking out, at least the first two. The third one, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see to be determined. <laughs> True. That. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that pretty much concludes what we have been playing. Uh, hopefully, I will have a lot more to talk about next week because uh, Mutant Year Zero. I can't wait to play that on Tuesday. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, but we, we shall see. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics. Uh, in this first topic, I'm actually going to go over to you, Gary, since uh, I know you are a huge Dragon Age fan. Uh, you was one of the people that heavily defended Dragon Age 2 when a lot of us said that that game was complete garbage. So why don't you tell us? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So, so why don't you tell us, Gary, what's, what, what, what is going on with Bioware teasing uh, a new Dragon Age? <laughs> yeah, so the, the the talk of the town is that <laughs> there's I, I miss Charles and his like funny expressions during the show. <laughs> it's always hilarious. But yeah, um the talk of the town is that Bioware is going to tease the next Dragon Age game during the game awards. Um now there's mm-hmm. there's various things <laughs> there's various things to unpack there because first of all, they should just focus on Anthem. Um, like I don't think we should be seeing any new new game other than Anthem right now, especially when they did such a bad job with Andromeda. Um, so yeah, they should just focus on selling us on that game. But 
you know, um, it, we, we've been hearing that they've been working on this Dragon Age game for a while now, uh, maybe the past two years or so. Uh, now, the state of Dragon Age at the moment, Inquisition was was it was just okay it was all right you know it was, it was a good average rpg it was all right yeah um dragon age 2 and you know a, a lot of people did hate that game but i i thought story-wise it held up like it was really good story-wise now the gameplay was a bit questionable at parts but i feel like this it carried the story well and told it from another perspective and I, I think it did a good job there carrying the story along. Now, the first game, you already know how I feel about the first game. It's, it's a certified classic, in my opinion. Yeah. One of Bioware's best. I bet. Um, you agree? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. And the crazy thing with me and Dragon Age is I didn't play it until... I don't know if it was years, but it was at least a year after the game came out. Uh, it may have been multiple years, I, and I got, you know, I, I had the game closer to the launch. I tried it, and I was like, ah, this isn't for me. I, like, tried it twice, um, just the opening segments for a couple different characters. And for some reason, I went back to it, and Dragon Age blew my damn mind. Like, it, I, I was, I don't know what I was thinking the first time that I tried it, but I got through the intro sections and i could not get enough of that game i never touched dragon age 2 crazy enough but one just was outstanding outstanding game the expansions too like it was super strong uh, a lot of depth to it i really hope they return to form with the next dragon age mm -hmm. but they need to chill out though because anthem is yeah. coming so exactly yeah. Yeah, so I mean, my question was going to be like, what, like in 2018 slash 19, what do we expect from a Dragon Age game? What does it need to do? And can Bioware pull it off? Like, you know, with where they're at now. Um, so, what, what do you think about that? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you, um... Charles. I really uh, this is this is anticlimactic as hell, but I don't know what to expect from Bioware, especially with Dragon Age. Um, Andromeda was—I don't think Andromeda was as much as a, of a shit show as people were making it out to be. It has its issues, <laughs> technically and narratively. The technical issues I think were overblown. The narrative issues were evident as hell, and. And I, I under, like, I remember someone was uh, uh, trying to defend the fact that none of the characters were memorable characters, and it was like, oh, but you know, in Mass Effect One, none of them were memorable. I'm like, yeah, yes, they were. <laughs> uh, if I mean, <laughs> like, I, everybody, I loved everybody in the first game for the most part, like. Uh, I mean, Gar uh, Garrus out of the gate was a very awesome character to have. It didn't take two games yep. for him to be a fan favorite, and but he did ascend even further in the second game. Um, uh, but the uh, the other guy uh, uh, was Rex. Rex was in the first one. Yeah, Rex is correct? awesome. Yeah, yeah Rex was immediately a favorite. Like the writing for his character was some of the strongest 
period going throughout the whole series so to come out with this very lukewarm uh uh, experience in these very very tame and vanilla characters in the first outing and you're returning to Mass Effect doesn't make any kind of sense to me like you you've had three games before this <laughs> just Mass Effect never mind the fact that you've done countless other things but you had three games before this to create these new and fresh takes on different archetypes and you drop the ball so I'm like Dragon Age. Dragon Age has had three things before and not counting any kind of DLC that came out. You've created these wonderful worlds. You misstepped a little bit, but I think Dragon Age is more good by far than it ever was bad. And they still could misstep with this. They still could slip up. But I'll say this is like a silver lining. I feel like Anthem is going to be a very... Uh, simple. Oh man, I don't want to say the wrong thing for this, but <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be Anthem is gonna be a game game you rotate not easy. No development is ever easy, right? But it's gonna be a simpler development rotation for something that I think they can maintain while building some other games like a Dragon Age. So I think Dragon Age is going to be the more robust and engaging title between that and Anthem. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, people that want a Bioware experience, I don't think they're getting it from Anthem. Anthem is going to be its own beast and they've tried to phrase it that way. People are ignoring it, but they're saying that it's not going to be a typical Bioware thing. I think I'm hoping that Dragon Age will be that. So that's that's my take. Yeah. So I mean, uh, before I get to Dragon Age, real quick, because me and you we played a lot of Destiny, like you know, back when that first came out and everything. Uh, and you know, I, I I didn't really take to Destiny two personally. I don't know how you feel about it, but do you think Anthem can fill that void that? the first destiny kind of left behind as that you know super grindy addictive online experience do you think are, are you asking if i think anthem will be a better destiny than that that you may be grabbed by yeah yeah basically like can it fill that void because i i feel like there's a void and and you know because destiny introduced console gamers to something but then I feel like that void was then left like uh, after the first mm-hmm. Destiny because the Destiny 2 didn't fill it, I think. Um, so do you Got think it. Anthem is going to occupy that space that the first Destiny left behind and, and become that new pinnacle online experience like for the super grindy, you know, um, addictive online gameplay? No, I don't think it will actually a couple reasons one they're not doing much as far as PvP goes and and as as much as me and you have our issues with with Destiny Destiny will persist because of that PvP Not, not exclusively because of the PvP but it's a large part of carrying the experience on for a long time and Anthem's coming out of the gate without that 
and it doesn't seem like they have any kind of desire to do it which i understand it's very different it's not a first person shooter for one um it's a third person action game and it seems like the world uh the spaces that you explore are going to be a lot more vast and expansive uh than what you get in destiny so i think they'll get that part right but i don't think it's going to fill that void i don't think it's going i don't believe anthem is going to even be as popular as destiny which is unfortunate because i want it to be but from what i've seen i don't think it's gonna happen Um, that's yeah i mean there's there's so much of this game we haven't seen yet though like we don't even know what the the formula the pacing the beat of this game is gonna be uh is it gonna be just like all right hub jump into an instance come back fix a few things up um you know is it going to be larger areas you can explore with dungeons and raid instances you can go into like we we don't know yeah yeah i mean i I pretty much agree I, i don't think it's gonna um occupy that space that you know destiny left behind um but i am interested i'm 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 sort of you know i'm semi-interested in seeing what anthem will do when it when it's released uh because you know even though bioware has messed up recently i still love what what they used to be about i'm so in love with it that i want to see them succeed and i want this to somehow turn out to be good so um i will be paying attention to that now as for dragon age um uh a lot can be said like i really want it to do well but with how andromeda turned out i'm you know i'm I, it's hard for me to be positive and to be enthusiastic about it um and you know there were times where uh when it, like i replayed dragon age origins so much that at certain times i convinced myself that dragon age was better than mass effect like i convinced myself of that fact even though i really love mass effect but um you know the the lore is just so deep in dragon age and there's so much that can be expanded upon and i just hope they do it justice um and you know i mean they they kind of left they they left left us on a cliffhanger at the end of inquisition with flemeth taking over uh uh i forgot the dude's name i think it's Sol- solus or something she took over his body mm-hmm. um i i want this th- this next dragon age needs to focus entirely on flemeth's mission and you know morrigan and everything about that because Flemeth has just been this mis- mysterious figure throughout the whole series and you know I-, I just want to see where that's going if it's going to lead somewhere and you know um, I-, I feel like they need to blow that whole angle wide open while also delving further into the lore of you know that universe so hopefully that is the direction they're going to go in um, and I just hope that it doesn't end up like Inquisition and gameplay wise I hope that they they design it so that all the side quests and all the side exploration actually means something because that was one of the biggest problems with andromeda it felt like they just packed it full of like fetch quests and just meaningless side quests that you just kind of you know you had like a a task list full of these meaningless 
tasks like missions and stuff that you had to complete and you had to do a lot of backtracking to complete them and everything like i hope they don't go that route like i i want if you're gonna do side quests you know don't feel the need to pack the game out with side quests just make them all mean something to the story like or to the world and right. to the lore so i hope that that's the direction they're gonna go with it i hope it's more narrative driven and less gameplay focused even though obviously we need good gameplay but i i just want them to go back to their roots and just be completely you know narrative focused and we don't need an online mode so please don't like don't even do it like we don't need it like in dragon age inquisition I, I played the online for like five minutes. Like that was all I needed to to play. To know yeah, I didn't that. touch that at all. Yeah, it, it just wasn't good. So if they can do that, then I'll have faith in them again. So yeah, I mean, Rich, I know you've never particularly been very interested in the Dragon Age games, but what would this game need to do to, to sell you, to, to draw you into it? You know, even if they promised that, um, you know, newer players to the Dragon Age series would be able to jump in and understand what's going on, what would they need to do, like, you know, to make you interested at that point? Well, well, honestly, I, I think I'm already interested because I know that Casey Hudson is involved. Uh, I, I don't believe that he was involved with uh, Andromeda's uh, development cycle at all. Um, and I know that he has said that when they do release the next Dragon Age, they, they want, they're focusing more on the character development and the storytelling. So I think that right there has already gotten me interested in what, whatever they, they do next with um, this particular game. Um, mm -hmm. but, 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 but yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, the only thing I would tell them is, yes, don't, don't, don't make a Dragon Age 2 because I recall trying out the demo for that game uh, when they had the free demo, and man, I, it just that was a bad experience. So, <laughs> I, you know, just uh, if they focus on, you know, telling the great stories and you know it's character driven, similar to what we got with Mass Effect, I think that's good enough. Now, in terms of the gameplay mechanics, um, we'll have to see what they do uh, as far as the RPG, because I, because I, I, you know, I didn't play uh, Inquisition. So I don't know if the gameplay in Inquisition was something that you guys liked. Um, but yeah, that's that, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 you know, anything that has to do with RPGs, leveling up the character. I, I like those. I like those type of mechanics. But um, yeah, for me, it's about the story. It's about the characters, because that's one of the strongest things I loved about Mass Effect, that a lot of these characters you didn't want to see them die. And even when some of them did meet their end, it's very uh, emotional and, and over the top. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to see that in whatever they do next with uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> true that. True that. And uh, shout out to Michael Brett. as a friend of mine. And I think a friend, another friend of mine, Jeff, is probably lurking as well. But <laughs> on, on what you said about the gameplay, uh, I actually wish Dragon Age is... Uh, Inquisition's gameplay was a lot better. I, I hope they overhaul that um, mm. a good bit with the with the next title. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so, so you so, so you you so you both would probably say the first game is just the gameplay was 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 ten times better. Oh yeah, I mean instant classic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely better. 
amazing. Like, I mean, some people might go back and think it's dated now, but like, if you're if you're into like if you're into RPGs and customizing your characters and your party members and everything, like that is how an RPG should be done. It's like the fundamentals of how an RPG should be done. So, yeah, classic. Okay, uh, cool, cool. Inquisition, like, it was, it, like, gameplay-wise, it was better than the second, but um, it, it had its pitfalls as well. I think uh, in terms of side quests and stuff, it sort of did what Andromeda did with packing it full of, like, uh, unnecessary. Wolf. Yeah, but at least in that game, it was like, okay, you go to this area and all of... The side quests are going to be within this area and you don't need to backtrack to other areas to complete them kind of thing whereas in andromeda yep. you had to like literally hop on your ship and go to go from one planet to another to complete quests and stuff like that like it was just ridiculous so yeah plus yeah. dragon age inquisition had the impact that you felt like you were building a kingdom building like an, an empire to a degree yeah. So that kind of, that kind of helped with things. Uh, some of the more mundane tax, tasks were easier to manage and, and to get into because you were building up something. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's I guess that's pretty much it. So I look forward to seeing you know if they do announce something, I want to see what direction they're going in, and I just hope it's good. And but back to you, Rich. Oh no, and I, I yeah, so I I agree. I, I just want to make a quick comment too in, in regards to Anthem. Uh, I know there was some news earlier today that there's actually going to be some type of beta next month uh, that's open to everybody. Uh, well, no, you have to actually register uh, on the website. They had a link, so uh, I have to get that information. But uh, I guess that we will get a chance to see more from Anthem sooner rather than later because. I also have been wondering what to expect from this game, and uh, I think that EA definitely needs to show more because it's coming out in February, so hopefully we do get to see more stuff. Um, and then, of course, with the beta, we hopefully we get to participate in that also. So, we'll see. But yeah. Let's... Uh-oh. Oh. Technical difficulties. But yeah, camera... <laughs> Remember, I told no. you about the internet connection I have here. I told y'all before we started. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Hey, no. I, I thought I thought it was something on my end. So no, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah. Apparently, um, we have we have two Charles here right now. So yeah, the other one will go away soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, the next topic, Gary, you, you you may have to remind me as to what is the next topic because you know I'm not looking. Oh, at so the, it's uh... it's Obsidian. Oh, Game yes, Award. Obsidian. There you go. There you go. See, I forgot about them. And, you know, I'm supposed to remember them because they are working with Microsoft now. So, yeah, I have to, <laughs> I have, yeah, I have to remember them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there is a, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a confirmed information, but Obsidian is also supposed to be, I guess, revealing their new game at the Game Awards next week. That so, is confirmed. Um, oh, it, oh, it is confirmed. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. So, so, okay, I, I know um, I'm not really sure what to expect from this game. I wanted to get you guys' opinion on what you think um, 
we should look forward to and whether or not this is going to be uh, a Microsoft exclusive or if it's going to be on multiple consoles because I believe uh, you didn't mention Charles it is going to be on multiple consoles possibly possibly I'm like 70 70% sure that it could be on other consoles but Gary did you want to start this off uh, yeah, I mean, ever since that announcement was made, I mean, we actually heard that this was in the works, like this, uh, th- them being acquired by Microsoft. We heard that that was in the works before the, the uh, is it the XO13 event or something, I think. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, when it was confirmed, you know, I was, I was happy for them. Um, and I'm glad that Microsoft is kind of building up their, their, you know, list of studios and everything. I'm sure they're going to have a great, you know, next generation whenever that kicks off. Um, but I'm I'm interested because, you know, we, we were talking about Bioware. Obsidian is one of those great RPG publishers as well, uh, studios as well. Like they've done some great work like Neverwinter Nights and Fallout New Vegas and... Um, uh, what's, South Park, what's South Stick Park, of Truth. Yeah, what's uh Pillars of Eternity, Pillars of right? Eternity. Yeah, yeah. Tyranny. Yeah. That was the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, they've done some great work. So, you know, uh, Xbox, of course, they need a lot of exclusive IPs, and Obsidian is a great studio for them. Um, and I'm, I really want to see what kind of game they're gonna put out, and whether this game that's gonna be announced is actually an xbox exclusive because that will be a big deal like if if they announce this game and it's some kind of epic rpg type thing that you know um impresses everyone and they you know announce that it's exclusive to xbox that's gonna get a lot of eyeballs back on xbox and you know that's what they need right now but you know as me and charles were, were talking about it earlier charles said there's a chance that this could have been uh, it could be something that has been worked on before the Microsoft deal so maybe there's a chance it will be multi-platform and if that's the case I think that that will be kind of interesting the fact that a Microsoft owned studio is going to publish a multi-platform game you know I think that's an interesting storyline in itself but I guess it is fair if this was in the works before you know so I'm interested to see how that business is going to work out um, and you know if it is going to be exclusive or if it's going to be third party I mean uh, you know across the board kind of thing so um, and you know th- this this generation as well it's I think this generation has been the rise or well the resurface of the JRPGs and we haven't had too many outstanding western RPGs so it's going to be good to see you know companies like bioware and obsidian making a comeback and bringing back more western rpgs as well um so that's another reason i'm interested but any any more thoughts about that oh i've got plenty good sir um i i'm a huge fan of obsidian stuff i i came into the obsidian party late I was not a Fallout fan, so I didn't try New Vegas. Um, um, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I dabbled in Stick of Truth and everything, but Pillars of Eternity did it for me. 
Pillars of Eternity got me into the the CRPG genre and had me going back to check out things like um, uh, Neverwinter Nights and um, um, uh, Planescape Torment and stuff like that. Uh, so, so I played Pillars of Eternity, loved it. Played Tyranny, absolutely loved it. Um, Pillars, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire reviewed that for Shack News, loved it as well. So I'm super excited for whatever they're going to put out. And I'm I if if Obsidian just continued to put out these top quality uh fantasy CRPGs, I'd never have a complaint. But my wheelhouse is more sci-fi than fantasy. I love both, but sci-fi, if you get, if you hook me with some sci-fi stuff, I'm all the way there. And that's what this looks like. Um They've got like a couple ads uh, for Spacer's Choice and this other company called Auntie Cleo's as they gear up for the Game Awards thing. And as you kind of mentioned before, this is a deal that preceded the Microsoft deal from our perspective. Like the, the confusing parts about it is like, okay, so Private Division is publishing the game. Private Division is a... Uh, a, a spin-off of Take Two, which is Rockstar Games' parent company. For people that don't know, and they are this is their indie label. They published Kerbal Space program, program, for example, but they're the ones publishing this game. So, I'm like, did Microsoft purchase the rights to all of this now? Like, with with them grabbing Obsidian is whatever this project. Like, it was it like a PC exclusive maybe and now it's going to be PC and Xbox which would make sense with everything going on with Game Pass um, I don't know uh, I hope whatever it is comes out on PC because if it doesn't and it's only on Xbox whatever Xbox I gotta buy I'm, I'm gonna buy it because I want every Obsidian game that comes out especially if Obsidian is doing sci-fi because I, I, I truly trust that they're going to do a very good job with this my expectation on with the type of game this is also is that it's going to be an isometric CRPG type thing too, but with sci-fi, which is also incredible to me. Um, I mean, if it's not, you know, I'm, I'm way left, but that's just, I think that they're very comfortable creating in that style. They have it down. They do a wonderful job with it. And I, I, I hope that's what we get with this, but that's what I'm looking forward to the most uh, from the game awards uh, now. And I really wish it would hurry up and get here because I want to know what this is. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you can rest assured that we will see it on PC because even if it is Xbox exclusive, it's going to be on PC too because um, that's part of the Microsoft initiative now. Like, uh, all, you know, most of the Xbox exclusive stuff is going to be on PC anyway. So I think one way or another, we're, we're, we're cool on PC. We're going to be, be able to play this game. Uh, whether it's exclusive or not but um from what you explained i think it would make sense that it's not exclusive if this was you know if this is being published by someone else because it's up to the publisher ultimately what platforms the the game is going to come out on so if you're saying they have a deal with uh take two and you know their other label then you know i guess it it might be it might be uh you know on everything so um 
but yeah i mean i'm, I'm still excited for microsoft either way because obsidian is a great it's they're a great snatch for any you know any console manufacturer so oh um, yeah kudos Mark, to them. also Mark, um uh, rich and for the other zincs out in the world um microsoft's acquisitions since e3 have been phenomenal every single one especially ninja theory like mm-hmm. the fact that they got ninja theory and obsidian it's like they just just holding out like a lure in front of my face like hey, come on charles <laughs> whatever just come on and get whatever i'm like oh whatever cool and then i find out mutant year zero is on game pass i'm like all right microsoft you got me i'm i'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to budget for whatever Xbox puts out at this point. I'm not mad. You got me. I'm here. I'm glad that Xbox has turned the corner and they're doing things like this because. And then I'll, I'll throw this out there because I haven't had a space to talk about this, but I think part of it, either it was part of the decision or it helped the decision along. Um. Sony avoiding E3 next year, uh, while they have a lot of power and you know they have they, they they control their own destiny for the most part. I think it's a brilliant idea for them to do that because Microsoft is kind of in a position to have like two, if not three, straight really strong E3s, and it kind of benefits Sony not to be there while that's happening. Yeah, especially if they don't um, have y'all much for- to show. Like, cause yeah, and I, they don't. Which is yeah, this good. Oh no, no, you carry on. Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say they they don't like, which isn't necessarily a problem. It's just we know already what they have coming. You know, they're yeah. they're big titles. They're out there. Yeah. Uh, and they're exciting titles, but there's not so much for you to show. You know, not exclusive. Like you can you can spend the time to show Final Fantasy remake. Um. I wish you would show me Shinmu three. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be that would be perfect. But you know, they they can sit this one out and let Microsoft have the have the um, have the floor, as they say. Yeah, and everything that Sony's been putting out there suggests that they're entirely focused on the next PlayStation. So if that's what they're kind of grinding towards now, then you know maybe they're just not ready to talk about it yet. So. They'll talk about it in their own time. Um, you know, when they when they announce the PS4, they set up a completely separate event for that. So I expect them to do the same for the next mm-hmm. PlayStation when they're ready. So you know, we know what the PlayStation lineup is. You know, Death Stranding, Days Gone, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, um, Final Woo-hoo! Fantasy at some point. So we we know what yeah. the lineup is. So if there's nothing more for us to know yet, then I understand why you know they're not going to be at E3, but Microsoft, I feel like that, like you said, they're ready to just have like straight fire like at every event from here on. Yeah. So twenty 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 is probably going to be one of the greatest uh, E3 conferences ever. Like I'm already pointed at that because that gives these these newly acquired studios. It gives them a lot of time so they can actually start putting these projects together for Microsoft. That's true. And and I think 2020 is going to be, bam, blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. And it's going to cover so many different genres. That's another thing 
with these acquisitions. They cover such a wide swath of experiences. And that's what's been missing from Microsoft. Their 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 shooter experience is solid. Their racing experience is top tier, can't be touched. But everything else has fallen off. We don't have a, fran- a fantasy RPG like we had in Fable anymore. But you know, and we don't like uh, what was that game? Quantum, whatever, and Sunset Overdrive. Oh, wonderful yeah, games. Break. Yeah, Quantum Break. Wonderful games, but they just didn't have the fanfare for them, and they they just mm-hmm. kind of they kind of fizzled out. And those studios have gone on to do their other things. So to have these other studios now, whatever Microsoft game look. Game Pass already is the best value in gaming, period, right now. If they continue doing what they're doing, like it's it's gonna be absolutely stupid how much value that fifteen dollars a month is on the Xbox platform. Wait, is fifteen dollars? I think it's fifteen. If you do it month by month, I think it's fifteen. I think it might be cheaper oh, okay. otherwise, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Everything you're saying, I I completely agree. And uh, Richard actually told me that he already booked his uh Delta flight for for 2020 E3. Well, I bet I bet I better see you there, man. I'm sad that you weren't there last last time. Yeah, well, well, I you know, well, I um, I'll be uh, yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary, Gary is the one that uh he wasn't there last year. He so yeah. I definitely will get to E3, but for now, I got to see if I can get to PAX, because I know PAX is going to be in uh, Austin, San Antonio. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm at every PAX South. I'm at every single one. Yeah. I, I have I, not I, missed I, one yet. I, I, I have got to get to that, because I actually just got an email about that uh, earlier today, so I got to register. <laughs> yeah, and it's $9.99 a month for Game Pass. Yeah, see? There you go. $10. So can't, cannot beat that price. You can't beat that for all of the the games that you get access to. Like, a no, untouchable. Yeah, that that is that's great value. I'm just waiting for like the PC one, and then I'm I'm gonna probably gonna get that because <laughs> they're coming out with the PC Game Pass. So, well, you know, the Game Pass already works for PC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I uh, Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon, Mutant Year Zero, all of that stuff works on PC. Like, there's only, I think, Master Chief Collection is the only thing that doesn't at this point. Okay. Well, so like, that's, the only, that's the only big thing. That's my Christmas sword right there. So, so yeah. what? So, so you know what, what? I think I think what Gary meant to say is, he, now that he knows this information, he can redeem that uh, Xbox. When Fallout 76 comes to Game Pass, then Gary will play it on PC since they sent him oh. that Xbox One version that he can't play. So, <laughs> Wait, you, <laughs> why can't you? Why why can't you play it? Uh, they they sent me um, the Xbox version of Fallout 76 on disc, and I don't have an Xbox. So, oh, <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. It's it's, it's all it's all good. I just have to hold that L. Yeah. But uh, I did. I, so I I actually did want to ask a quick question before we move on to the next topic. So I know you've answered this question, Gary. I'm I'm curious to know what Charles's answer is. 
So now that you know Sony will not be at E3 next year, do you still think it will make sense to go to E3? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't don't even subscribe to this whole E3 dying and E3 is going to go away and E3 is less relevant. Look, the whole less relevant thing went out of the window when they opened up E3 to the public. Mm -hmm. So they're going to make their money. No matter who is there, they're going to make their money. Okay. So I see it as just another opportunity for lesser known games and publishers and developers to take up the space, the massive space that Sony took on the floor. Mm -hmm. So that gives me more awesome things to cover that I may not have even known about. So as a journalist, 100% I want to go to E3 next year. Um, As a gamer, you might be slightly less inclined (laughs) because just as a gamer that doesn't really have to think about stuff like that from a journalist's perspective, that's fewer games that they know about that they they are consciously aware of that are going to be at the show floor. I think it still benefits them to go. Yeah. And experience whatever fills that space. And then, I mean, you're going to have a shit ton of other stuff anyway. Fortnite's going to have another place there. PUBG's going to have another place there. Nintendo, Nintendo's going to have a space on the floor that is massive. Every, mm-hmm. You know, they don't do a conference, but they have space on the floor. Microsoft, all of these companies that they're bringing in under their uh, umbrella, they're going to be able to have more of a massive space. I don't think this diminishes E3 at all. Sony is saving us the trouble of retreading over things we already know about. Mm-hmm. Like, would do would people be happier if Sony showed up at E3 next year and was like, "All right, uh, here's the conference. We got another open world clip of the zombie game. <laughs> Days Gone. We got yeah, we got another we got another clip of Days Gone because you didn't know what you were getting with that game uh, up until now." Uh, we got, <laughs> we got, we we do have a lot to show for Ghost of Tsushima. We have nothing to show of Death Stranding that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> <laughs> we got Spider Man DLC. <laughs> That's it. Like I'm good. I'm I am so good. On Sony not being there, I understand that it makes sense them not having a PlayStation experience. I think it would have made more sense for them to have a PlayStation experience and not have E3 than not have both. But uh, I'm fine with both. Not you know, especially since I don't have to travel for a PlayStation experience. I'm so glad I don't have to travel anymore for the rest of the year. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm glad that they decided to pass on it because if you it look. The, the stuff that they could have shown possibly would be non-exclusive things. Like, Kingdom Hearts is going to already be out by the time that happens. That's true. Mm-hmm. The Shinmu 3? I don't yeah, know. December. <laughs> right? Like, what's I don't know what they're going to show in Shinmu 3. Final Fantasy Remake looks like they're running a little behind. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, like... Three years behind or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were running a little behind schedule. So, like, 
ah, you know, Sony can say that. That also another thing. E three is expensive, man. Yeah, like yeah. Sony obviously has the money. They have the largest install base. Period. Um, between like Microsoft and and, and Sony and. You know, spending all of that money to re, you know, cover things that were already announced. It's cool. And then it gives me hope that whatever they have planned next is going to be even bigger because they're going out on a big note. Ghost of Tsushima, I have a feeling, is going to be an incredible game for them to wrap up this console generation with as an exclusive because I think we'll get Final Fantasy Remake after that. But wrap it up with that and and come out of the gate strong with the PS5 but also make sure the PS5 is backwards compatible cuz we can't deal with that bullshit anymore <laughs> like we're <laughs> we we are way beyond this whole no backwards compatible nonsense PlayStation now bullshit like no <laughs> we 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 not we not buying that this time like if Sony did that it would about is be it would about be as big as a mistake as Xbox's e, uh, the the Xbox One uh, E3 conference that they first had. Oh yeah, you remember yeah. you remember how much of a shit show that was. That's how that would be. <laughs> if PlayStation was like no backwards compatibility. Nah, bro, we're not buying that. Not not <laughs> not in 2019, 2020, whenever they announce it. Do you think that? Last of Us 2 will be a, a cross-generation game, like it will release, you know, between both consoles kind of thing, like when PS5 is out. I think so. It, because the closer we get to Days Gone coming out, or just as the rollout continued for Days Gone, I was like, uh, Sony's probably going to want to avoid releasing their game around the time Days Gone comes out. Because they, they're very different, but they are similar enough that, you know, that will undercut the Last of Us experience. So, I think what Days Gone comes out same day as Anthem, actually. Oh no, they 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 actually changed that release date to avoid Anthem. So I think it's coming out in April now, the end of April. Man, they should move back. Don't nobody need to be worried about it. But so they're coming out in April. Um, I think The Last of Us. But in the order of things that were announced, Last of Us should come out before Ghost of Tsushima. But I don't know if it will, honestly. It it could come out afterwards. That could be. I, I do think. I do think it, it could be uh, in between uh, consoles. Um, it'll probably be just like the first Last of Us, where you get the Last of Us remaster on on yeah. the PS4. Um, I, I think I'm fine with that. We we know be, we're getting to the end. I think it's going to be like you buy it once, but you can play it on both consoles. Like so, you you can play it. On oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Console. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was saying. The whole backwards compatibility thing, like. No more of the remaster of a game that came out a few months ago thing. No, yeah. none of that. Yeah, I think that's all they'll do. Yeah, definitely. And and don't and don't don't be fooled by what Gary says. You know, he mentioned you you mentioned all these fantastic titles 
But we all know that the game Gary's looking forward to most, uh, Dreams. I know he can't wait for a release date for that. Because uh, you, you're dreaming right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. But yeah, no, the, yeah, the, but the, that that was a very good explanation. I, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I know we didn't talk about this stuff when it went down with the Sony cancellation. So those are some very good, very good thoughts. Yes. So uh, anything else you, you wanted to add, Gary, before we move on to the next topic? No, that that was a pretty good uh, discussion for that. So we can we can end it there. Okay. So um, next up. I know we received news a few days ago that uh, Nintendo is actually getting rid of the Nintendo Creators Program and changing guidelines to uh, help people monetize their games more on YouTube. So I guess I wanted to get some some quick thoughts on that. Um, How about you go first, Gary, because I believe you had something you wanted to say on this. Yeah, I mean, I always thought this program was a little unfair to creators. you know, I I always side with the creators in these kind of uh, you know situations, and I think it was kind of selfish for Nintendo to try and control what the creators could you know cover and talk about, um, and you know it just kind of came across as a little like stuck up, like oh you know we if, if you guys are gonna be talking about our games we want a piece of it and we want to control who gets to talk about it and you know i just i just i didn't like that whole approach um and i'm not sure on the reasons why this is shutting down but my guess is that it wasn't successful um and it was probably too much of a headache for them to 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 try and manage this because i'm sure there's plenty of people out there who wanted to cover nintendo stuff so there was probably a lot of like micromanaging that had to be done um so yeah i mean you can't this is what happens when you try and control you know the the free market like people should be free to create the content they want that's what youtube is all about um and you know i i just felt like it was very distasteful for nintendo to, to try and come in and control that and try to like profit from it and everything like people would people genuinely want to just talk about nintendo to support them and you know um like uh demonstrate their games to to people to other people who might then go and buy these games you know like people were trying to legit help them and they were just trying to capitalize on it and try and control things so i wasn't a big fan of it and I'm actually glad to see it shut down because, you know, maybe this will put more control back into the creators and maybe people can actually start to cover Nintendo a little more. But uh, maybe you guys have a bit more official insight on what actually happened. So go ahead. Uh, I don't have any more like official insight. I saw, I saw the guidelines, the new guidelines for it. But just my ultimate takeaway is like, I'm not giving Nintendo any cookies for this. No, no brownie points, no nothing. This is them doing something that should have been the policy from Jump Street. Um, I, I understand that Nintendo has kind of a a, um, a tendency to try to control the message with a lot of their content, which I understand. It is a legendary company with legendary franchises and stuff. But you, 
trying to control that is tough in this digital age especially in this live streaming age and social media age trying to control that message i think it ends up doing more harm than good so opening things up a bit more now um there's going to be some organic you know promotion that comes with this process of uh, being more open with people want to cover nintendo things uh, more often um and I, I think it's good but it should have been what the policy was from jump street is the best way I can frame it up. I agree. And uh, sorry about that. A bit of a technical uh, hiccup on my side. All good. <laughs> I just thought my internet went out again. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're fine. You're <laughs> fine. I just got to make sure my, my, uh, I don't, I don't encounter any issues. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree with what you both said. Uh, they, they definitely should have had, you know, not had such these extreme policies in the beginning because everybody wants to talk about their games more freely and help them as a whole. Um, so I'm glad that they have now relaxed with some of the guidelines. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how many people are now going to start to stream and talk about more Nintendo games. Uh, I, do, I do I do find it very interesting the timing of this news because we all know that next week Smash Brothers is coming out. So good timing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but when is the Pokemon game out? Is that out already or Yeah, yeah that's, that's already out. out. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 Gary. You actually was supposed to buy, was supposed to pick up a Switch for that game. So very disappointing. To know I, that you I, didn't do that. I haven't heard anything <laughs> about it. Like I, I don't even know if people have been liking it or not. I need to huh? I need to see what the streets are saying about Pokemon. Yeah, you definitely gotta look into that. <laughs> but yeah, overall just glad that uh Nintendo was making these changes. Uh you know, I, I unfortunately don't play really any Switch games, so it won't impact me directly, but um for those that it does impact, yes. You know, this is, I guess this this is good news for all of you. So, definitely. <laughs> all right. So, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? No, that's it. All right, Gary. So, I believe I'm going to give you the floor now. As uh, well, uh, I believe before we get to that, though, real quick, yes. I just wanted to touch on Daredevil being canceled. Oh yeah, you see, yeah, cause see, you, you have you have the itinerary in front of you. I, I don't have it, so yeah, so glad you did mention this. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, I mean, we do have an entertainment show that's coming up this weekend, so make sure you guys check that out if you want to, uh, you know, hear a more in-depth discussion about this. But you know, um, the Daredevil news just broke, and I, you know, I wanted to share some thoughts on it. Um, now, obviously. Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist was already cancelled. <laughs> yep. You know, um, the, the question was whether they were going to cancel those two but keep Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher. I guess we have our answer now because Daredevil was clearly the best one out of all of these uh, Marvel Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they're cancelling Deadpool means that they have a bigger plan here. So I guess it's either the Disney service that's coming, like they, they want to do some things on there, 
Or maybe they want to put Daredevil in the movies or something. Like maybe they want to bring him to MCU or, you know, I don't know. But I, I think it's a wrap for all of these shows. You know, we, we have The Punisher coming. I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the last one of that. Like, we probably going to hear that that's cancelled and Jessica Jones. <laughs> My man, Charles. <laughs> Charles got the Daredevil head tied right now. <laughs> I just wanted to say rest in peace, Daredevil. <laughs> you're, you're more the Luke Cage type, I think. You should have got nah, a yellow man, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so sad that Luke Cage went away, even though the last season was uh, solid. It had some redeeming qualities, and it ended on a note I was kind of curious about, even though I don't know if y'all watched it. Oh, yeah. Some of the I stuff that it. happened at the end. Yeah, some of the stuff that happened at the end of that season that make shit worth a sense. Uh, <laughs> especially yep. as far as Luke Cage's attitudes towards people didn't make any kind of sense. But uh, Daredevil was easily the best series out of the Marvel shows. And the last season is one of the best seasons out of all of them. So it's really stupid and frustrating that, you know... It, it go. It didn't go out with a fizzle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it had an incredibly good season, better than the second season. Um, could be argued that it's better than the first, but I'm not gonna make that argument. Mm. Um, and it's gone now. And you know, Iron Fist. Iron Fist had a wonderful season before it got canceled. Not wonderful. It had a much better season than than the first when it got cancelled even though that's not saying much the first season is easily one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> but it's, it's I feel like the writing was on the wall before any of this stuff got done so I don't know from, from my experience with this from my perspective with these deals and these contracts uh, a lot of people feel like you know they're gonna go straight to the Disney program. That's not really how a lot of this works. Um, I hope that something has happened. I hope that they, I, what I'm hoping is this. I'm hoping when the ink was getting you know written up for these Netflix shows way back before it happened, I hope that Disney already knew that they were planning to have a series or their own streaming service and that part of the conversation was eventually bringing them on if Netflix relinquished them I hope that that was the case because then we could probably retain some of the stories that have been put in place and some of the the actors that I think are wonderful in their roles even though a few of them definitely can change and I will not be mad whatsoever um, but I hope that the, the, the core groups not even all of the core groups. I hope that the core Daredevil team can stay. Um, at at the least, that that I love the supporting cast and Jessica Jones, but they could change that around a little bit too. Um, Luke Cage. My favorite character from that series is. I'm I'm over that, and Iron Fist. You can just erase that whole shit, and I, I won't care whatsoever. whatsoever. <laughs> But I hope they can keep Charlie Cox and Daredevil and, and keep going. Because I was hoping that Netflix would just keep... Oh, and keep Punisher, too. Because he's perfect as Frank Castle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. And 
I was hoping that they would just keep going with, you know, Daredevil and Punisher. Just have them going. Jessica Jones has a third season. Uh, and for the people that kind of don't understand why Punisher and Jessica Jones haven't been canceled, it's because they're already filming. So either Jessica Jones for sure is already filming and I would assume that the Punisher contracts were already done so it's like there's an obligation to finish those I don't think this is a sign that they believe Punisher and Jessica Jones are the more profitable and and, and (laughs) beneficial to them it's just that this is just how it goes The, the process has to go through they've already invested the money so I guess if they were to drop them now they'd have to pay all these actors and these writers and everything what they owe them and just not have a show so what they're going to do is we're going to have this show as soon as that shit's over with we cancel it both of these i, I don't think it's going to matter how well they do <laughs> they could be the most viewed out of all of them but they're going to get canceled at the end of this and i just hope that there's a plan to continue a lot of these stories because it's very sad yeah yeah like yep. um richard actually sent me a text today like there was one of the writers uh on daredevil <laughs> You know, he was talking about how they wrote amazing stuff for season four of Daredevil, and now they have the news that that's completely scrapped and it's not going to be used. Like, so he was quite disturbed about that. So, you know, it's kind of sad when situations like this happen. But you know, Disney has their vision, and you know, I'm sure um, they're they're going to see it through. I I believe we will see these characters again in some capacity. So. Well, and I hope the, I hope the scripts get used too that they had it's, at least for Daredevil. I hope they get used. Well, well, well. One one thing I did want to I did want to say is what I I found interesting about this news yesterday when they announced it is that they said that the Daredevil character will continue to live on. They did not say that for Iron Fist or Luke Cage, but yet yeah, they when did. you go, they did. They what, did. What they did? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah, they, okay. Yeah, they, they, said, they said the characters will live on in other properties. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Because then I know I saw on Twitter, they all had the images. Like when they canceled Iron Fist, there was the image that talked about, you know, it wasn't over. The same thing for Luke Cage. And then I saw yesterday they had an image for a Punisher. I mean, to say uh, Daredevil. Just saying that it wasn't over. The story continues. So, yeah, I, I think they will find a way to bring some of these actors and actresses back to reprise the roles. The question mm-hmm. I have, though, is because this is going to be, well, if the show was to make a return or in some way be changed for the Disney Plus service, now, do you guys think that that means that the some of the violence of the show will be toned down because this is the Disney service, or is it, would it remain sim- the same as it was on Netflix? You know, I've never thought about that, but that is a wonderful question. And my <laughs> my thought process is that it would be toned down, and that sucks because Punisher and Daredevil ain't ain't for play play. Yeah. Yep. So that's true. Shoot, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones ain't for play play either. Like, oh man, it, this is not good. It's it's just you just squashed my little hope. <laughs> Oh no! Hey, hey, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do that, but I, I did, uh, I did, I did think about that immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when they acquired Fox around that time. Um, they were asked like if they would be open to doing an M-rated like uh, Deadpool and everything like that, 
and they said they would be open to it but it's likely that it would be a separate thing from the main mcu or whatever so i mean you know maybe they are open to do to doing um you know mature stuff but I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't know how serious they are about it. And I, I think that they would probably promote these as M rated, but it would, it like, it would be seriously toned down. Like they would kind of hide it. Like there would be like one scene where it's bloody and the rest of it is just like PG 13 kind of thing. So <laughs> I think they, they would probably do something like that. I mean, I, I know that they are releasing a, PG thirteen version of Deadpool, I think. Yeah, the ne- 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 next month. Oh really? Yeah. Who wants but, to see but that? It, it, I, they, I guess they have altered it, it to make it sort of for the holidays, and they have uh, Fred Savage from the Wonder Years also in it. So uh, I'm not really sure what to expect from that, but um, yeah. Cash. Wait, lots <laughs> of money. How? Like, yeah. I don't even understand how they can do that. Like, because he's dropping f bombs like every other. Line, like. <laughs> That's it's gonna be interesting, bro. It's gonna be real interesting to see how they put that together. I'm not spending the money to go see it, but I'll, I'll look and see what people say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Disney, you gotta be more open minded, man. For real. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. But hey, don't don't you know? Ignore what I said about the uh, the violence. Maybe they will. Uh, Too late. Maybe, <laughs> yeah because i mean the, the fighting sequences in daredevil like that fighting sequence in in the last season episode four and i saw the reaction to that online i was like yeah this is uh because i mean the fights were just so engaging you see matt murdoch is in a fight and, and you actually fear for the character's life when he's in these fights because you know he he also get beat up a little bit so mm-hmm. um it's good fighters man yes Yes. So, we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, so, any any final thoughts on Daredevil before we move on to the next topic? Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Marvel Netflix. But, um, I want to shout out to Dana Abercrombie. Make sure you guys listen to the movie cast this weekend to hear more about this. Because I'm sure she has some insight too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure you check out the the show because she's also seen uh, Aquaman and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So nice, nice. I have I have no idea what she thinks of. I, I heard she said Aquaman. She had a lot of complaints, and then I also heard that Tony Polanco thought it was good. So I got to hear what they both got to say about this this uh, this particular uh, movie. But yeah, stay tuned on that uh, Sunday for sure. <laughs> All right, Gary, so the floor is now going to be yours for this uh, next topic. Cool, yeah. So throughout the whole of November, (laughs) we've been doing our anniversary shows and we've been bringing back people from the past. And we've asked everyone to share, you know, their best memories with the coalition, you know, whether it's a memory from E3 or, you know, something uh, that relates to another member of the coalition like an experience you might have had with someone outside of gaming you know from the coalition or you know just one of those days we were on skype and you know we were engaged in some crazy conversation or whatever like just give us some of your best memories your best moments working with the coalition so you know this week we've got charles so i'm gonna you know 
pass it straight over to, to Mr. Charles Singletary and let him share. There are there are a crap ton of wonderful moments to tap into, but number one is easy for me, and that is my first E3, which was E3 twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Yes, twenty fifteen. Um. I, you know, I already had the dream that I always wanted to go to E3. One, so dream accomplished. Thanks to Rich and, and Gary and the coalition team. So that was massive for me. Plus, I had engaged with all of you, but never actually met you in person. So that was huge. Um, that not only was that my first E3. And the first time meeting all of you, which I still have relationships wow, with I, all of those I people. I wasn't actually there that year. Not you. Not you. Yeah. Not you. Which, f you for missing that. <laughs> <laughs> because that was also the year that Final Fantasy remake and yeah, Shenmue yeah, three yeah. and the Last Guardian were all announced. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I felt like crap when I missed that. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and just just to be fair, I also missed that year, I believe. So, so also, uh, uh, you know, you got you got to say the same thing to me. <laughs> Wait, you no no no, you didn't miss that year. Oh yeah, I did, did miss that year. Oh yeah, that was the year. Uh, yeah, that, that you, was that, you, that you was, put out last minute. Yeah, I, I, I yeah I had to because I had just started this 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 job. Um, okay, so, yeah, that's right. So yeah. I met you at a different event, and then met you and Gary at the same time. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. So, so I know I, I met Tony there. And Stephanie and JJ and Tatiana. And David too, and Kate, I think. Yeah. And David. And yeah. Austin. And Austin. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> I've, I've run into Austin a few times since then, too, at other events. So um, he always just pops up out of nowhere. I never <laughs> yeah. see him coming <laughs> from off in the distance, like over the horizon or down in a line somewhere. I just turn around and he's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, what the <laughs> <laughs> Where did you even go? <laughs> like this, it might not even be a gaming event. He's just there, just <laughs> not not carrying anything. He's just like got his nice clothes on. He's just there. He's just always cool, calm, collected, just there. But met all of them. I also met um, uh, Yu Suzuki, the creator of Shinmu, oh, my yeah. favorite game ever. Which that was nuts because I thought Tony was trolling me. It was Manny. I thought Manny was trolling me because we were just we walked out of the uh, Sony conference, and Manny was like, I, "I said something about meeting him," and Manny said he just walked right by, you. and I was like, "What the fuck? What? What? What are you? What are you talking about?" And I really, it took me a long time to understand that he wasn't joking. He actually had just walked by me, and I went and got a picture with him. So that was incredible. Um, but the biggest thing about that first year was meeting all of you, except for Rich and Gary. Uh, but I did eventually meet you all. And meeting all of you has been the best parts because, no joke, every event that I go to, seeing y'all is like one of the highlights of it. Because like, there, there are other people that you know I've built up relationships with and I come across them all the time. But it feels like home when I see another coalition uh, or former coalition person there. Um, 
like I don't get to see you you two very often, but I run into David all the time. Uh, I, Tatiana is at everything that I go to, uh, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? And like it's 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 like I'm there and I'm there to work and I'm like all right, I gotta have this mindset. I gotta go network and blah blah blah. And then bam, I see one of you and Tony. I see Tony at everything too, and I see one of you and I'm like, man, I can calm down. I can relax. These are my people. And it's, it's always wonderful. Um, it's, like, it's like an anchor for every event. Uh, and I wish that you two could come to more of them. Well, Gary well, needs to move over here. Oh, I, I don't know I, why he's playing. Gary absolutely should do that. Um, yeah, no. Hey, I, yeah, I, I just was going to say, yeah, we, we, uh, we definitely appreciate that. Because, yeah, I feel the same way every time I see you guys. Yeah, it's it's like a family reunion, and you know I know with E three especially, that's something that really only we go to once a year. I know Gary can't go to every other show because he's in the UK, but uh, yeah, that that is that that is always a special. Like I agree one hundred percent with you. It's always a highlight, and I, I can say that I will be at more shows because I was at GBC this year, I was at E three, but I will try to you know get to more stuff this upcoming year for sure. You better, uh, you better. Get, 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 Gary is the one though that uh, you re- really have to, because because uh, Gary, I thought he was going to be at E3 this year, and he said, "No, man, I can't do it." So that 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 was a gut punch to get to receive that news, and then but but he did go to Overwatch, the Overwatch finals. Of course, he went to Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got to thank Tatiana for that one. She pulled me out. Yeah, so, I mean. Hopefully, uh, you know, because I know uh, Overwatch will be going on in LA around the time of E3. So hopefully I can come out there and do both things as well, um, you know, next year. So, and I'll see you guys then, hopefully. But we'll see how it goes. Keep me posted. I don't really have a reason to go to any Overwatch events because Ozzy, uh, one of our guys, he's like the big, he, he does a lot of the Blizzard coverage. So, but whenever y'all make a trip out to something just let me know rich you need to come to pax out man yeah yeah i saw that email today so and they that was the second email they sent to remind me hey we're gonna stop doing this passes on december 14th so yeah i got to register for that asap yeah as um, yeah. so, soon as we finish up the date yes i agree i agree <laughs> yeah it's not it's not too much of a long process but like so like to expound upon the, the the other things every like I don't even know if y'all remember this but and, uh, and a lot of the viewers probably don't know this as well but the coalition published my first gaming related article on a website that I didn't have any kind of affiliation with at all um, and that was the the gaming and hip hop uh, hip hop using gaming samples article. That was the first piece that I ever had published. I thought that shit was the most amazing shit in the world. I was over the moon. I could not fucking believe it. <laughs> and and it blows my mind that like from there, I ended up working with y'all and just like a lot of my relationships in the gaming industry all started right there from that moment. And spider web out like everything that. Um, everything that I have access to now or people that I converse with now it all traces back to that point like that is legitimately where it started matter of fact my favorite PR relationship that I have is directly from 
working at coalition because like it was uh and you rich you probably remember this because i kept telling you about it but i went to i think it was e3 and tom from evolve oh yeah oh yeah yeah like he saw the coalition (laughs) on my name tag i had never met tom before in my life and he saw that and he was like oh man i love the coalition crew and rich he was asking if you were there and all that stuff and i can i keep you know i i see these people i talk to these people still to this day some of the people that i have the best relationships with um in my role now is through evolve uh pr and tom of course so um as a matter of fact tom was trying to pull strings for me when the whole cyberpunk fiasco went down because of some scheduling stuff uh he actually he spotted me in the crowd and was talking to me then he actually like remembered me so like yeah just just the best parts of this it all come from starting a coalition i i can only imagine what it would have been like starting elsewhere and you know fizzling out maybe and just stopping i mean shit me and david worked on a site that lasted all of a month together uh <laughs> like that that i wish i would have come on to the episode to to screw with him about the, uh, that but that was an entertaining <laughs> experience like i've i've got to experience some epic failures with coalition people too as much as the successes so yeah that the 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 meetings at e3 meeting you all actually spending time with you all and the times that i've been able to do so since are my favorite experiences and my favorite moments by far not even close to anything else awesome that's well said man and you know you're you're like one of the great case studies from coalition's history like you know people have moved on to do great things you know of course you're with shack news now and you've done a ton of freelancing at other sites um so you know you're you're one of the the the, the best success stories out there you david you know a few other guys tony you know um so people who have been with the coalition have gone on to do amazing things and you're one of those people and you did a lot of great work during the time you were here too you know you had nights of the turntable uh, which was a very respected hip-hop podcast at the time you know and now oh, that needs to come back <laughs> you, you know what's funny like Hip hop podcasting is blown up in a big way now, and you know you know, like, man, you know, <laughs> one of the first to do it, so. crazy. Oh, we should have stuck with that, but it's hard to manage so many different things, man. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing we go through, you know, doing this. Like, there's there's only so many hours in the day, and uh, we have so so much vision, so many things we want to do. But um, yeah, like I mean, one of the mem, well, a few of the memories I have of you being with us. Uh, definitely, I think this was last my last E3 I went to, which was 2017, when we all went and had lunch together. Um, I believe this was after the expo, the day after the expo finished, and a uh, few of you guys had to fly out later that day or drive drive wherever you were driving to. I'm not sure, but you know, we all got together and we had lunch together. At, I believe it was like a Chinese or Thai or something mm-hmm. like that. It was uh, it was it was both. I think I think it was a mixture of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And you know, I think it was it was me. It was you. It was Max, uh, David, JJ, Rich. You know, I think it was all of us. Uh, we went and we had lunch, and that was just amazing. Like just having all those people from the coalition, you know, there together. Even though some of you were at E3 representing, 
you know other companies uh, i believe nash was there too i can't remember i think so mm-hmm. um yeah so i get to see nash pretty often too yeah I, I actually saw him at the overwatch thing so that's cool too like i, I get to see like you know other people who i because nash is someone i've probably only met like I, I think that was the only year i met him that year i met you um so seeing him okay. at the, seeing him at the overwatch thing was a big deal because i you know outside of e3 i never got to spend a lot of time with him or talk to him much so i got to see him at e3 and that was cool i mean at, at overwatch sorry and that was cool but yeah like that moment when we had lunch was you know it was definitely one of those special coalition moments like you know just all those people connected all of us there for the Throwback. same reason you know um so that was one of those cool moments and also i have to shout out that verses you did with other zinc because when that went (laughs) (laughs) you have you have to understand when that went down i was suffering in hospital like at the time i was in hospital um you know in pain i was dosed up on morphine you know because of my sickle cell pains and everything but i listened to that podcast it went on for like three hours and you know it was just like it was it took my mind off of the pain and everything so that was like you know special to me like just to to hear you guys going at it over your views about you know xbox and playstation and all this stuff like it was very you know it was very cool like and that's that's one thing i love like when people are so passionate about this that you know they just go head to head they'll have debates they'll have discussions you know that long form content that that kind of defined uh the coalition like i i love it like you know and that's what i miss when a lot of the the people from the past move on and everything um but yeah that was definitely a great moment uh and yeah knights of the turntable there was some great episodes of that that i remember remember being a part of so yeah and i was like the residential old head who you know only listened to, <laughs> to boom bat rap and stuff and also the 50 cent stand <laughs> yeah the 50 cent stand you know so, <laughs> so that was always fun but yeah those are some of the, the memories i have of working with charles as well so yeah. I, I didn't know that you were in the hospital uh, at the time that we were recording that complete fucking clusterfuck of an episode of versus <laughs> but i'm i'm glad that you that you you had that to take your mind off things for sure man like yeah. that, that means a lot because that oh that episode was nuts oh, yeah. i'm sure a lot i'm sure that <laughs> took a lot of people's minds off a lot of things because that was just that, stupid that was... I was entertaining. I got, I got to dig up that episode and repost it or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Yeah. I need to go back and watch that. I want to see how much I've changed <laughs> since then. <laughs> but no, I appreciate the con words, man. It's, I, I hope that, you know, the meetings that we've had are not the last. I, I hope... Another thing I, I thought about it earlier, I wanted to throw out there. I always felt bad uh when i was at events um after i'd left uh coalition because the people that i'd be working with whatever establishment i'm with i'd be ducking them to go hang out with coalition people every single time no matter who that person was like if it was just nash i actually had nash tagging along with groups i would ditch people to go hang out with um with tony every single time like i think i've hung out with tony at that little smash burger 
um, next to the convention center like every time that we've gone oh, yeah. at this point. But just I always felt bad because I'm like, uh, I'm here with y'all and this is cool, but I'm gonna go hang out with the coalition people because that's mm-hmm. them's my family every single time, man. And, and that's gonna be the case going forward. Even if you might, you know, if, if somebody throws a tantrum outside of a Ubisoft event, even if that happens, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if, Rich, you don't remember that? Oh, oh, I, 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 I didn't hear the story. That, 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 that was the year that I wasn't there, actually. That, that's the year I wasn't there. No, I, I heard the story. Oh, yeah. But no, Rich, you were there. Wasn't that you were because it was you. It was me and you. We are the ones that got in. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So that was that had to be the second time that I went to E3. Then. 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Or, I don't or something I don't, after. I don't, that. I'm not sure. I remember what game was shown, but uh, okay. Yeah, I think I do remember this incident. Then. Yeah, because you got in before I did. I came in with you, and we left. Because it wasn't really, it was for honor. As oh a yeah, yep, yep, that's it. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you really you were definitely there. I, I knew I went crazy. I was like, I know Rich was there. I knew Gary wasn't, but yeah, Rich, you were there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I you know. do. I do remember that now. Yeah, things happen. Tantrums, tantrums are thrown. People get upset, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm always gonna hang out with my coalition peeps. Every event that I go to, every chance I get, man. Yeah, and that's another thing. It's like we we all have a special brotherhood. So it's like even if we all move on and do other things, like whenever we reconnect, you know, it's it's always gonna be that same energy, and that, that's what's mm-hmm. cool. That's what's cool about it. Yep. Yep. Shout out Hip Hop Gamer too, because I met him through y'all, and I see him at everything. I've I've peaked with him. Um, what you, you uh, te- Texas event or something, right? Together. Yeah, yeah, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. For we, I'm ducking bomb threats with hip hop gamer. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that. Oh that man, shut that, down or something. I remember that. Yeah, the two bomb threats put that one down, and I was hanging out with him the whole time. So, uh, shout out to him as well. I see him at everything. He's been to Pax South. You know, I always look for it. It's the same situation. You know, he he's just always there. And I can hear him before I see him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how it is with him. Man. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, oh hip hop's here. We're good to go. Yeah, man. But yeah, we, we appreciate you coming back and, you know, sharing some of these memories, some of these stories, and, you know, just chopping it up with us again. Hey man, thank you for having me. It's the, a blast. The fans, the listeners ha- haven't forgot about you. Like we, we get asked about you frequently, so it's very cool to have you back on. I, I will try to once I move, it's going to be a lot easier to do it. I, I consider it a declaration that I'm going to make an effort to make more appearances going forward. Um, I'll definitely have more of an opportunity to do so, and I appreciate everybody being so kind and, and asking for me to come back. And thank y'all for having me. Thank you for doing this whole anniversary series, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, man. We had to do it. Ten years. It's an important milestone. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's freaking crazy, man. <laughs> I agree. I think, yes. Definitely thank you for coming on, and we definitely look forward. We, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we will be in contact. Like I said, I will make every attempt to get the patch south. 
So yeah, yeah. just keep me posted. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Gary, you, you had uh, were there any other thoughts you wanted to mention before uh, wrap up the show? No, that's that's pretty much it. We can get to shout outs and everything. All right, so before I before I do my shout outs, I'm gonna give the the floor to Charles. Feel free to let everybody know where they can follow you at and uh, give your shout outs. Uh, yes, you can follow me on Twitter the t h e underscore c s j r the c s j r. Uh, that's been my Twitter handle forever at this point, and I'm still there, and I still tweet more than the average human, and probably a whole lot more than I should, but. It's what I do. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, I write for shacknews.com. I do a lot of news coverage there, but I also do reviews. Uh, look out for the Just Cause 4 review next week. Um, um, we also do live streams. You can look on twitch.tv slash shacknews. Uh, every now and then, I'll co-host or host with Krabs Gerard, my homie over there. Um, shout out to the entire Shack News family. I'm very glad that they brought me on and gave you know took a risk and you know, gave me a shot there so I could actually live out this dream of, you know, full time, you know, writing and making a living on the gaming industry. Uh, something that, you know, I never thought would be happening, but Coalition paved the way for that to happen. And I thank y'all uh, a ton uh, for for giving me the opportunities that y'all gave me and, and, and kind of like putting me in the place that I need to be to kind of realize this dream at this point. Or at that point and, and, and going forward. But uh and also shout out to Pikachu Lita, aka Katie, my coins to continue podcast host. Uh we're on a hiatus right now, but we we will be back next year once uh we get situated. And shout out to my girlfriend Sierra. I don't know if she's gonna watch this. I'll tell her that it happened. But shout out to her too. Love my girl. Moving in two weeks. Cannot wait. But yeah, man. Thank y'all for having me once again. Oh yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Thank you for uh, joining us, without question. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yes, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I, I'm not sure if you still keep in contact with Joe, to, but tell Jehovah I said what's up. Because I, I always think about all you guys that was on the show. Oh yeah, I definitely keep up with Joe. He's yeah. about to get off social media, but I got his number. And I, I met up with him uh, a few times too. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Charles Singletary for being on today's show. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening. If you listen to us uh, live, if you're watching live or if you're listening later, we appreciate your continued support. And um, I'm going to give the floor over to you now, Gary, for uh, shout outs. Yep, so I want to give a shout-out to a few of the Patreon people. That's Ben Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorety. Big shout-outs to you for all of your support. We appreciate you very much. And uh, shout-outs to Jeff Jones for participating in the YouTube chat today. Um, you know, Thanks for listening and con- contributing to the discussions and everything. And, um, you know, I, I want to shout to all the people who uh, came, who, you know, came back to be on the court podcast during this anniversary series. You know, it means a lot to us and, you know, the, the listeners who have 
stayed with us you know over this 10 year period um so it was it was great to have you know all you all you guys coming back and you know sharing stories and thoughts on the various news topics so uh, big shouts to everyone at the coalition you know in, in the past present and the future you know. and um that's pretty much it Peace. absolutely people miss y'all <laughs> Yes, we will talk to you all next week.